0: This podcast is brought to you by Slow Tide. Slow Tide, our company, they took a mundane but essential uh, everyday product, uh, a towel, um, something that we use every day, and they've turned it into uh, something cool, something you like looking at, a piece of art. So Slow Tide work with artists, brands and photographers to bring amazing designs onto their products. Uh, not only towels, they also have now applied this same logic to blankets, um, perfect for the winter. Those of you that have listened to the podcast and know me will know I love sitting and watching a film or TV. I ask every guest to recommend me some something good to watch. Um, and especially in the UK at the moment, it's pretty cold. Most of that watching is done under a blanket. Uh, most importantly, though, uh, Slow Tide are committed to sustainability. Um, all of their cotton products are responsibly sourced through the Cotton Leads Programme. And their polyester products are made from 100% recycled post-consumer waste, usually plastic bottles. So you know that by buying one of these products, you're also not affecting the environment. Uh, Check them out at at Slow Tide Europe on Instagram for more information. I'll be posting a fair bit about them on my Instagram as well, at the After Hours Lounge. Um, Huge thank you to Slow Tide for supporting the podcast. um, And thank you to you guys for getting through this advert. And now on with the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. My name is Sandy. If you've never been here before, uh, to those that are here regulars, welcome back. Um, so this is a bit of a bit of a different one. I'm going to start doing this. Uh, I am joined today by my good friend Alex Bruce. Uh, Bruce, thank you for coming on. G'day, 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 g'day. So um, we're going to start doing something a bit different. I've realised a lot of people are starting to listen to the podcast. Not, you know, there's a good good amount already, but it's really starting to grow now, which is which is amazing for me, but. In an effort for me to start trying to put out a little bit more content for you guys. Um, Obviously, I, I do have a job on the side of this. Um, I, You know, I don't necessarily make, well, that much money from the, from the podcast. You can donate if you'd like to. You can buy me a beer. Um, But I do, because I have a job, I can only put X amount of time into the podcast. But I do want to start putting a bit more out. So with that in mind, um, I am now going to do once a month. I'm going to be joined by Bruce. Um, And we are going to we're going to think of sort of one subject. Uh, to discuss in life. Um, so the first one we already did an Instagram live about it uh, you can yeah give me a follow on Instagram we we do uh, lives twice a week uh, but we talked about it and that is money. Um, it's a huge part of life uh, unfortunately or fortunately depending on whichever way you look at it but it is money does make the world go round whether we like it or not. Um, Bruce has I'd say me and Bruce actually have very similar opinions about money um, and the way we should live life and things but Bruce, Bruce does it um, a slightly different way to me. He's perhaps a bit further ahead in uh, in certain aspects. Um, so it's really, really interesting to talk to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, pe- people have asked for me to do a podcast about this. Um, so I'm actually really excited to do it. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And I'd love um, feedback and, and what you guys think as well. Um, you know, maybe not so mental health heavy, but, you know, who the fuck hasn't had anxiety about money after a night out? Okay, you know? And then bills
1: or, yeah, when you open the receipts up and you're like, oh, what
0: have I done? Yeah, exactly. You know, whether we like it or not, unfortunately, anxiety is very much tied to our to our mental health. Um, so, yeah, I mean, weirdly, you know, starting out the way, I mean, Bruce, you, you can answer after this, but the way I was brought up was very much, my mum was always like, I've talked a lot on the podcast about my mum being a bit, of a bit of a hippie. She look, looks at things a bit of a different way, which generally I think is actually, a, you know, contributed to a, a really good mindset for me um she's, she always said money is a money is a river not a lake so it needs to it needs to come in but it also it needs to needs to go out it needs to flow in and out it can't if it stops and festers um you end up you know turning into smug the dragon um you know it, it it's not good to let it let it all just sit there you know money money itself doesn't hold value what you what you get from it is what what holds the value so i mean what was what was that like for, for you, Bruce? You know, and, and this is, by the way, we are two white middle-class guys talking about money. So, you know, we've not necessarily known a huge amount of struggle in our lives, but, but we've both been seasonaires and stuff. So, I mean, what was your attitude towards money growing up?
1: Yeah, I guess I I kind of, it's really weird. You could literally split my 20s down the middle. Yeah, me too. In terms of my my attitude towards it and what I was doing, because I obviously, I got... I went, I finished school, I had, I'd saved up some, I had some, some jobs and I saved, saved up some, saved up some money to go on holiday, um, and did that. And then I went and worked on seasons and people, people were getting, people finished uni and were getting proper jobs, proper yep. jobs, jobs that paid them more money than you get paid if you do a season. But, um, I, and I, I was just like, well, what? I get a proper job? I don't need... I don't need to have loads of money. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, and that worked for me for a long, for a long time. And, but then it, and it also taught me a lesson of how to be, how to look after. If you get paid, I don't know, 300, 400 quid a month, then you make sure that you have some of that money left until, until the end of the month, until the end of the month. So I think that was a, In my early, early 20s, that was a pretty good lesson, lesson to have learned. And we got given a block of, when I was at uni, we got given a block of money that would be there to last me for an entire term. So you'd get given a grand or something, 1,200 quid, and you'd be like, this is what you have and it has to last you. And I didn't really care about anything else. And then I hit 24, 25, and I was like, I need to, how am I going to, what's my strategy going to be from here on out? And And um, there was a few, there was a few sort of changes in my, in my life. Like my, my grandparents died and I was lucky enough to have inherited like some bits and pieces from there. And instantly I was like, I am not going to just go and take this and spaff it all on a holiday to Ibiza or or Dubai or something like that. I want this to, this is going to be this and I, I don't think i made this decision there and then in my head like this is going to be what makes me comfy when i'm older but i was just like i'm gonna i li- this isn't getting spent and i think that's the that's the key and then i've got older and older uh, now 29 and now i look at everything that i earn has to i try and put it to work so to speak whether it whether it's in my own business or whether i go and buy mm. some shares or some so cryptocurrency is my big one that I'm a fan of at the moment, yeah. or if it just goes somewhere where it's going to earn more than bloody 0.05% in the bank, that's, that's my kind of goal with it.
0: Mm.
1: So that when it comes to, I guess my, and you've got to look at what your goals are and stuff like that as well, because people talk about getting yourself up to this position of having that one million pounds. Yeah. It's like, what do, I said it to our friend Elliot the other day, what do you do when you hit a million pounds? Yeah. Do you just stop? Like, uh, yeah, what do you do? And I think that's, and so the other thing has been using, using some of the money that I've earned to kind of create, create the lifestyle that I, that I, that I want to live. And I think this is another thing. When we did seasons, we were, we had potentially more wealth than our, than our, than our friends that we grew up with that went on and did normal jobs yeah mainstream mainstream work
0: yeah i mean the best the best way for me again you know i I grew up doing seasons seasons in my 20s as well i didn't go to university so i didn't have that experience but um i you know my first season 18 years old straight on they're like right yeah you're on 370 pounds a month and you're not getting fed so (laughs) shit (laughs) so you you learn you learn to deal with that and you you my mom's always said it. She's always been like, "You're always going to be fine because you." Sp- I spent the vast majority of my twenties doing season stuff, and yeah, as you do get older and stuff, you know, I you do accumulate more things, and you know, by the the first season compared to my last season, like, you know, I had a I had a lovely MacBook, I had a nice iPhone, I had loads of yeah. windsurf, I had loads of windsurf kit, you know, I had assets for lack of a better term, but yeah, I still had the same attitude um, about about money, and it was it was always really funny because. I so I in between you used to, you know, you'd do back to back seasons, you did you know winters and all that stuff. But I we actually you came and joined us on a, a Cape Town trip. But I would always go and do windsurf trips in the winter, so I'd work in in Greece all summer, not really earning very much money. And then and then I'd do a couple of months at home of work, i work in a leisure center, and it was like your standard eight pound fifty an hour job, you know, time and a half at weekends or whatever. But I did. I worked, mate. I worked. I did 60 hours, 60 hour weeks. I was like, just get this done. I was at home for one reason. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get in. And to be honest, I love that job, but I'm going to go, I'm going to get this work done and then I'm going to spend three months not working in Cape Town. And for the life of them, all a lot of the people I worked with at the leisure centre didn't understand it. And, you know, I remember one of them, I was eating my lunch in the, you know, like the, I, don't, I can't think what you'd call it, in the staff room and uh and one of them was like oh isn't isn't windsurfing like a sport for rich people and i was like if it is why am i here <laughs> <laughs> is this the same guy you've
1: told me this story and this guy said to you he was like what so what do you do then sandy normally because you'd obviously just roll in with a tap with a tan cut about the center for a bit le- the the leisure center for a bit and uh and then just Bugger off! And he. Yeah. And, he was like, what? and you were like, "Oh well, I live in. I teach windsurfing in Greece in the summer, and then I go and live in dahab or Cape Town." In the, yeah. In the yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I'd love to do that." And you were, and and you were you were quite literally like, "Well, yeah, you can. It's quite it's quite easy." And this yeah. is and this is one of the things is that I don't. I think a lot of people think that to have a very very nice life, you need, you need to have money. lots and lots of money. Whereas discipline with how you with how you spend it, and I think this is. I think this is definitely was brought was given to me by um as I as I grew up I got when I was in year seven I can remember I used to get given I don't know 10 pounds a week or something like that maybe 15 yeah. for lunch money and I don't mean you could get quite a lot in a school canteen for for um for that amount of money and then and I remember I got given it and my mum was give me this hand me this 10 or over or 20 pound or whatever it was and just was like get what you want got to last you a week you can keep what's left over at the end yeah that's a nice week and i so i remember like trying to save used to save money up that way so that i could buy go i used to love going to the cinema as a kid so i think i think um yeah you don't have to have if if you're sensible with what you do whereas if i hadn't been sensible when i was a kid and i'd just been like well i want to have a burger and chips every day at lunchtime then i'm then i wouldn't have been able to accumulate something like this extra so that i could go and i'd maybe accumulate like a cinema ticket over two weeks at school. Yeah, I was you know, gonna say, yeah and, even just like, to something, and you would do that same thing when when we were when we were working when we were working seasons. And now I think as you get as we get older, you're just accumulating on a more grander, trying to accumulate on a on a slightly I mean, larger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it's, make,
0: a lot of people make it more complicated than their heads. They are. I mean, I. That's funny you said that. I was. Even though my mum taught me that lesson, if anything, that lesson, you know, resonated a bit too much with me because I was I was pretty bad with money until I was until my first season in Vast, 2011. So I was 19 or tw- yeah, 19, then 20. And I like I fucked up. I finished the end of the season and I owed an awful lot of money to the bars around town. Um, uh, I I hadn't hadn't paid off because I didn't get paid anything so I basically my dad had to like bail me out at the end of the season and uh, and like luckily you know luckily I was in a position where my dad did that and he didn't say like you're going to pay this back to me or anything he taught he kind of taught me the better lesson of like he made me feel fucking guilty you know so and then ever since then I've always been like I I, I don't borrow money from anyone I don't I don't want I I just never I never want to owe someone yeah. You know, especially like your friends or your family. So it just, it just creates awkwardness. So after that, I adopted that mindset you have of like, okay, I get, you know, even in invest whatever, yeah, I get paid, you know, 400 quid a month, but I'm going to try and only spend 350 of it.
1: Mate, I borrowed two and a half grand off Barney once.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when I just, I was, I needed, I needed to pay for some straws. Right. So anyone who's listened to I've been on here before and I, like so I run I sell straws for a living which is a rogue job but it's good it's good good crack especially when there's no pandemic on. Yeah, it's good to so say. I, <laughs> I needed to pay for some straws, and um, and I was like trying to get money from different places so that I could pay pay it off because I hadn't been paid a bill I had a bill an invoice that was out uh, like overdue. From this com- from one company and i was trying to order straws for the summer and um and i just was like fuck and i rang barney up because i knew he was flush and just <laughs> and just went barney i need two and a half grand for two days is that okay and he was and he said that he came up on speakerphone and he was on a ski lift at the time which sounds posh as posh as fuck but he was yeah. he was actually working a ski season poor as well but he'd just been on a super yacht and he just went all yeah, all right <laughs> how long, he was like, how long did you say? And I so yeah, I I think Barney is the only person that I've ever ever actually borrowed. I've yeah. borrowed money off Barney a couple of times just for short periods. And now I always send it back with a uh, with a note that says uh
0: Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is, it is one of those funny ones, but that's interesting as well because you say that Barney's the only one. Because another reason why we wanted to do this and talk about this is because there's a there's a stigma around talking about money. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll openly say, like, you're you're pretty much my only friend that I talk about money with. And I don't know whether it's because I'd say we're in a we're not in a similar position, but you 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 have your own company, I kind of have my own business, so like it's. I kind of feel like I can talk to you a bit more about it than potentially other friends. And a lot of, you know, my other friends have all sort of bought houses and have a more traditional job and perhaps don't look at it the same way as me. So I think I feel a bit more comfortable talking to you. But I think a lot of people kind of don't have that friend. And I think that adds to the anxiety of it so much.
1: Yeah. Have you, there's a, on the Fair Points podcast, they talk about having a, they talk about on the having a money friend, like a friend that you just talk to, talk to about what yeah, I think I've heard bring, it. Yeah, they talk, and I don't know. I talk, to, I talk to Barney about it sometimes, and he's just like all of this extra stuff is just over, just straight over my head. But yeah. he is always as another another one of our friends is someone who's always done very very well. And then I talked to me and Elliot talk about sort of like business strategy and stuff. But he's very much like he's very much he's like if I have a thousand pounds, I'm not for me. I'll quite happily take a thousand pounds and put it somewhere where I believe that I will get a 10 to 15%, a 10, 15, 20% gain. Whereas Elliot's like a thousand pounds is going either into, I would love, um, he's like, I'm happy to spend that on drinking beers because I know that that's going to do good for my top two inches. Yeah. <laughs> I will spend it on business coaching from people who are I'm happy to, and I've never done that, but I know that, um, that he will like, he, he's constantly there's this sales guy called Ben Dennehy that we've talked that we've uh, we've both listened to and he he was like I'd love to just go and spend a day with that guy and I think that's a great he was like I think that would be a really great reinvestment yeah and, and then he's like or I will look at it as a thousand pounds to turn into two thousand pounds so a hundred percent a hundred percent gain and I just think that everyone's got a different way of doing it and there's no right or right or wrong way But what I think is wrong, the the wrong way is when people are like, oh, so you like to like buy stocks and stocks and shares. What do you think is a good one to get? What what do I need to buy to get rich? And it's not it's not about that. It's about this process of, right, well, I'm going to buy Amazon because it's not going to go to it's not going to go to shit. And you would expect it to grow probably at, at a faster rate than inflation. Yeah. And uh, and I'm going to buy Facebook because they make a fucking load of money, so it's probably <laughs> probably a good one a good one to buy. And I don't I don't look at anything and be like I'm buying that because that's going to be apart from when I bought one GameStop share the other day. Yeah, <laughs> but like those are dog shit. That's a dog shit stock. Whereas if you buy good stuff like Amazon, net like Netflix, Disney, yeah. all of these things are good are good shares that I think are only going to grow over over that period of time and that's my that's my mindset. Obviously yeah. if I can obviously with with turtle straws I'd managed to make better better percentage gains and then I reinvested everything into the business and then covid hit so I I have
0: Yeah <laughs> well, it's a different it's kind of a different trajectory for you isn't it? I guess you now you've you've got to be occupied with 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 sort of something but as you said you know or as as our friend Elliot um as well who who owns his own business um but he it's difficult because you, before you were doing reinvesting it in yourself and a lot of people struggle to do that don't they that it's far easier for them to spend money on a night out or a new iphone or something like that because it brings immediate that immediate happiness but as you said something like you go right in in 10 years time i'm gonna i'm gonna make a bit of money by doing not very much if i sacrifice instead of buying a new iphone i'll put this thousand pounds in here
1: yeah yeah and like, and I, I guess maybe if we go go into this into various things that you can do later later on the podcast. But I've got like, there's a few things that you could literally do to if you have. But, it, it, but this is in my opinion. It's not. It's not financial advice. If no, saying, yeah, yeah. Advice. We're not. We're
0: not financial advisors. In, you have to do case. what
1: I do. This is what I do. If there's an option, if there's something that if you put money in the bank and it just sits there. Then it's not do it, it's not doing anything. Mm. If you so over Christmas, I sold some very silly mugs on Amazon uh, and turned turned a thousand pounds into uh seven and a half grand into I think well the turn up the turnover was like seven and a half grand. But if you sell stuff on Amazon, they tend to take quite a bit. But, they take a
0: wedge, don't they?
1: Yeah. They take a wedge. But I mean it's you like still made, still made a hundred percent. But you yeah, can yeah. and you can look and do, you can look and do stuff like that. If you and anyone like literally anyone can sell stuff on Amazon and, and it's and if you're willing to take a risk so yeah that's the it's the initial risk isn't it be, you have to if you want to make more money by trying to do something yourself you have to be ready to lose if you're willing to put up a thousand pounds against something you have to be willing and able and to afford to have to be able to afford to lose it yeah um, which is and that's kind of where I was at the start of Turtle Straws and 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 i think for a lot of people in our position and i understand that there are some people out there who have got kids and a family that they need to feed and they can't and they can't necessarily afford and 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 i don't know i i my, my advice is probably aimed at someone who is in their who is in their 20s who doesn't have a mortgage or or a i mean if you have a mortgage you can there's plenty of things that you can do there but you could if you have a spare 1000 pounds and you don't know what to do with it if you just leave it in the bank it will have less. You will have less purchasing power on that in two years' time. Whereas, if you try and do something with it, then you can potentially you could potentially turn it into turn yeah. it into two, two grand. So I think one one place that you can do that is on is on Amazon, and you can literally people are oh well, I don't have time to think about that, but you do have time. You and I have both found time recently. I have found time to watch the whole fucking Entourage. Eight <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I've watched all eight seasons of Entourage on one film. If I could, I could probably have used that time yeah. to have gone and researched products. And I mean, and I have. But the thing is, I may have, I may have negated my opportunity to watch the whole of Entourage at a different, at like, at a different period because I have gone on and done the research and done all the digging into how to sell stuff on Amazon. So that's, yeah. I think, that's one thing that you can do if you are, say, you're saving. Say you're a bloody legend, and you're saving. <laughs> I don't know. You get paid. You, at the moment, at the moment I have a bloody, I have a, I have a job, and I, I like like to be pretty honest about these, about where what my position is. My turtle straws business is pretty fucked because, um, because bars are shut <laughs> because all the pubs and bars are shut, and I know that I all of the the foundations and the skeleton of of turtle straws is ready to to go the second it starts. But yeah. I'm like, I could have, I could have a, um, I could do some, I can help myself. So I'm doing some work. At, I'm doing some work at the moment. So if you take what I get paid, I get paid like a fat, uh, 300 quid a week. So I get paid 1200 quid a month. <clears throat> yeah. Now, say it's a normal year. So you're spending, and it's, there's no, so you earn 1200 quid a month and you've got to pay your rent. So I, that I'm guessing. I like. to say your rent's five hundred quid. Yeah. You've got to pay for your food, which is probably I'm trying to think. Another, what I pay, pay. another three
0: or four. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then, say you're a legend, and you manage to save two hundred quid a month because then you've got some some lager tokens.
0: Yeah.
1: And you manage to save that over the course of over the course of the year, you have actually managed to save two thousand four hundred quid. There are places there. At you, there is a there is a website called Plum, which pays out twelve percent. I don't actually know that. I don't use Plum, but mm. I and then I use Nexo, which is a cryptocurrency platform. But you can literally, like a bank, put your money in it, and it will pay you ten. It will pay you eight percent if you take the money, in um, if you take the money in cash, or you can take their token. Which is only, which is since I've started using it, has only grown. So you could literally make 10% on your, if they pay you, say you've got a thousand pounds in there, they will pay you a hundred pounds over the course of the year in their token, which may go up, may go down, but they pay it daily. So, so yeah, it's, it's a better way, in my, in my opinion, having it sitting in the bank doing absolutely fuck all. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people's minds say,
0: oh, well, I've only got a thousand pounds. I've only Yeah, that's got... the thing. And like, it's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming. I mean, those, those listening, like, I, I don't do any of this. I put all my money and like, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Like I, I, I do, I do quite well. I'm saving an awful lot of money at the moment. I could basically buy a house tomorrow if I want to. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And the, and the same. I, I'm,
0: I'm scared. Like I'm, I'm, you sent me this Nexo thing and I yeah, did a yeah. lot of stuff and I spoke to my dad and, and I went, oh, should I, should I put, uh, you know, a bit of money in this and and all this stuff? And my dad said the same thing. He was like, you know, only put money in that you're willing to lose. Yeah, yeah. To lose I think- I, you know. But I'm still, I'm still so hesitant. And I've got a fair, you know, and I've got no dependents. You know, I don't have a kid yeah, yeah. or anything to pay for. I'm in the perfect, perfect position to to put some money in one of these things. But for some reason, something. Something in me is like, oh, it's a risk. It's a, basically I'm being a fucking pussy, basically. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. And this is and this is it. I think if you want to have, if you're happy and you're happy just saving, if you save two, if you save two hundred pounds a month, then you are doing well, really, really well. Yeah. But if you sit there and say, oh, I save two hundred pounds a month and I'm still not happy, then this is that's Just one example of something that you could try and invest some of it in in
0: starting your own little Amazon side side jobby. Yeah, well, even even things like starting a side hustle and stuff. There's all this stuff about even you, like you starting turtle straws. Someone could probably do turtle straws, not necessarily straws, but something like that on a much smaller scale as a side hustle and yeah, just yeah. make an extra couple hundred quid a month. I think yeah. for a lot of people, they tend to think I've got to go. You know, it's it's black and white. I've got to go all or nothing. And you often you often don't. But it unfortunately, it's not. It, people always say it's time, but it's not. It's not time restrictions, it's time management. It's going right, actually, I might need to spend every Wednesday night and every Saturday morning, you know, doing doing a few hours work so that I can earn an extra two or three hundred quid a month from you know selling rugs on Amazon. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the, and the thing is, and
1: the thing yeah. I think if you can get if you can get a good something good going on with Amazon, then once you've once you've laid all those foundations. Then it then it does then it does punch it out, and I get and again it's not like I'm not saying this is you you should do Amazon you should yeah, yeah. put your money in in Nexo, it's just the sort it's something it's these are just different techniques that you can use to grow, to grow your spare cash if you are if you are doing a good and I think the first but the, and the first I think the first the most important thing to do which I definitely didn't do when I was doing seasons but I've yeah. always made sure that I I basically during a season would make sure that I was um, that I had zero at the end at the end of each month, which and then as you go, the next stage is to build is to save 50 quid at 50 quid a month. Yeah, then yeah. 100 quid a month, uh, then 100 quid a month and then 200. And then if you're able to do that, then that's gonna and then if you do something extra, and you're looking to buy a house or go on a whole or go or have something that pays for a holiday each year, then, um, then, it, then, it, then those are those are sort of extra things that you can do, or or you can put it put it in places that you just think, like all of my all of the shares that I that I own, I just look, I look at those as sort of thirty year thirty year projects.
0: Yeah, so it's not like a you know, there's you see a lot of stuff and like you know Warren Buffett, it's very he very much says like it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it? You know.
1: Yeah. Do you know what he? So Tim Ferriss went who does he's got his own podcast and wrote wrote the yeah, forum yeah. for a week yeah he went and managed to put himself in a spot where he knew that he was going to get to ask warren Buffett a question right and uh and it comes back to that million dollar portfolio um and he took he he warren Buffett goes questions got saw Tim Ferris asked okay quick go on then and he just goes if you had a million dollars Right and you right now, uh, and you didn't run a business or anything like that. What would you do? And he was just like, I'd put it in a in the S and P five hundred, which is a tracker of the American stock market. In the UK, it could be FTSE one hundred. He's yeah. like, I put it in a tracker, and then I'd fucking get back to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's but again, sometimes I think almost the issues like the. The only people that are ever highlighted about this sort of thing are the extreme ends. So like Warren Buffett, you don't yeah, yeah. get the guys that just you you don't people that, you know, maybe do a few stocks and shares. And over the last 10 years, they've maybe made, you know, 30, 40 grand. They've made enough to buy a second home or they've made enough to put their kid through university, college, whatever. You don't see that. But that stuff that definitely happens.
1: Yeah. A really good a really good book for it is uh, is is rich dad poor dad by um robert Kiyosaki, which i i think i worked on when i, I worked on superyachts for a bit and then i read rich dad poor dad and that's the real emphasis on that is about looking after looking at like taking opportunities being wi- willing to take to take risks and not spending not spending everything that you earn because you can see people and this is we were saying you, like he was saying that he basically had a pretty bog standard sales job and uh, and people thought that he was making loads just you know how you read these sort of self-help books or whatever you want to call it yeah and there'll be some stuff explaining oh this is this and then and then they'll do a little excerpt from their life and he was like oh yeah i rocked up to work one day in a new porsche and everyone was like bloody hell mate you must have done done some pretty good commission yeah it was like and he was just like nah my commission goes my commission goes into a into um into a couple of spare property like a couple of properties that i have i mean this was in the 80s as well when i think it was a bit easier like this yeah, that's before, good, yeah where it was a bit easier to buy buy things but he was like my commission has gone into a few different a few different um like assets like ha- houses and um and property uh, and stocks and he was like and it's the spit back the 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 passive income if you if you will has bought this that has bought me this porsche so it's like a it's he's just created this this funnel and he's like i get paid and that goes in and then i get my commission and i put that in and then i grow this grow this fat little juicy juicy um i don't know i was saying to you earlier that i look at i look at it as whatever you're whatever you're trying to grow if you i look at it as like you're trying to build a rocket but you you've started off with a donkey
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And some people never feed, and and it doesn't matter how you feed your donkey, and eventually you'll grow, you'll turn your donkey into a stallion, and then you'll get like a a wagon, and then you'll be able to upgrade upgrade that shit to a to a car, yeah, to yeah. A, to a, to a tra- yeah, to a train, and then you get and then and then some only like the likes of Jeff Bezos and and Elon Musk have rockets, but there's no reason that you can't have the Hogwarts Express. Worked, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's it. You don't need to... a way for you. But I think a lot of people are like, well, I've got a thousand pounds. What do I need? Where do I need to put it? And what do I need to do to get to get rich? And there's no, there's no get rich. There's no get, get rich. There's no, you can't get rich quickly. Yeah, I think. There will, yeah, there will be a few mental success stories of people who were just stupid, like who just had no idea who made money, like on with cryptocurrency. But it just, you just don't, people can't. I, to give it, to give examples, I owned four years ago, I had Bitcoin when it was worth like 400 quid and it went up, it went up to a thousand pounds. So, I, and I was like, yeah, I've made and And that's how people's minds, that's how people's minds work. I was like this, I've done it. I've made, I've made 600, I've made 600 quid, 120% on something. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sell it. Whereas if you just held it, and not been scared, and if I just held it and not been scared, I, I don't know where. It, it, I think it hit 40, 47000 dollars this morning. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, like, but but then but then I bought some. I bought some before Christmas, and then I was trading it and selling it because I was like, and what I should have done, and it's and my brain and I, I give I say all this thing about thinking it's a marathon and not a sprint, and I'm just thinking and and you talk about these sort of get get rich quick sort of strategies, but I was looking at it and I was like it's only only recently that I actually think that things like cryptocurrency are going to become more main, more mainstream. Yeah. Um before Christmas, I was like, this is you can trade, you can trade the uptrend, you can trade the volatility. And I, uh, so before Christmas, I had some and I bought, I bought, I think I bought one and a half bitcoins before Christmas for like 15 15 grand. If I'd held that, I'd bit. I would have. If I'd held that all the way through, I would be laughing. But yeah. no, I made I made one. I made two grand, and I was like, oh. And I got rid of it because that's how the human brain works. You like, yeah. I'd, I'd be more scared. So, and I just think that that's why, unless you're some sort of absolute psycho that just doesn't ever sell anything or forgets that you that you've got it. Um. There's no, even with even with cryptocurrency. Which is probably that is the which is probably the only way that people are going to get rich quick at the moment it's it's so it's so difficult because you see you see a two you see this a huge game and you're like well I need to get out because I need to it's it cut this can't go on forever
0: yeah exactly it's 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 a different it's literally a different world um yeah. but it's yeah it's as as we said you know we're not financial advisors and the, the big thing is like don't 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 spend what you don't have, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think by all means, if if that's if if Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of this sort of stuff is something that you're interested in, then go and go and rather, research, rather than sitting down and watching watching Ozark, there is some really really cool fit, like really really cool informative stuff that you can read up about on 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 the internet or or watch on. You can watch on YouTube. There are people that are so clued up on it, and you can watch that instead.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and and then you at least understand what it is the number of people that i've spoken to have just been like oh yeah i bought some because it's going up loads and they don't actually understand how it works and why it could be why it could why yeah
0: i don't i don't have a clue about it all i know is that it's gone up a lot at the moment so i know yeah and we're not here
1: to talk we're not here to talk about it we're just we're just here to talk about things that you can do with your money other than just have it yeah yeah have it sorry I'm using my hands quite a lot and I don't this (laughs)
0: This is an audio (laughs) podcast yeah yeah no 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 Um, it's it yeah it's such a difficult one and I mean I it's something I I I know I probably should have a go at and give it give it a go because I know it you know it works and because I've got friends like you that actually do it that kind of makes you a bit more comfortable being like well you haven't gone bankrupt yet, so it might be it might be worth a shot. But and I'm sure there's a lot of other, there's probably way more people out there, or well, definitely people out there that are in my mindset than yours. Of like, oh, I I'd, I'd like to give it a go, but I just don't know how to do it and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I well,
1: mean, I, I, think, I think you have done one of the things that you have done in terms of, and I and I when we said this on the live, you don't have to go out and do your own. The number one thing that you should be looking to do is to save more money that is to save more than you spend yeah if you're if if you're the other way around or, or or worse you've got more going out than you've got coming coming in
0: something needs to change
1: then something needs to change and that and you need to you need to affect that quickly yeah you've gone you've gone and had a bit of, you've gone and taken a risk because if you work for yourself the upside is that you can get pet you you are doing work for someone everything that you do is a benefit is a benefit to yourself yeah what i say about turtle straws i if i had lost everything that i put into it it would have been like doing an mba because you yeah. know, stuff that i've learned so yeah say i'd put i put i think i put 10 grand up to start turtle straws from having worked on super yachts and made some yeah. money from from cryptocurrency i was like if i lose all of this then at least i would have learned how to pick up the phone and call someone and be like hello um I you interested? In, oh, yeah, you want to buy some straws. This is this is cool, and um, and you've had the nice to start to, to do what to do the social media and to do the podcast. Well, that was
0: yeah, that was why I did it because I was like, even if I do this for a year, two years, and then it all goes to shit. This is before COVID. Even if I was like, even if I do this and it all goes to shit, and then I end up getting um getting a job one i'll probably have the experience to get a better job than i would have at the start and and two at least i tried like you know to to get a bit to get a bit vulgar and you know i'll say this from my point of view as a as a straight man but like you always regret the girls you didn't get with rather than the ones you did you know yeah. and i think that's uh, you know maybe that's really silly but i think it's a bit of a metaphor for life you 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 always regret the things you don't do way more than the things you do because yeah. usually the things you do that you regret, that are fucking stupid, usually come with a lesson, don't they? You know, even yeah. if something as something as stupid as, I don't know, Game of a Chick, whatever, you're like, oh, I was really drunk. I probably shouldn't have done that and that was really bad. I won't do that again. Compared to me, my dad having to bail me out to the tune of nearly two 2,000 euros to bail me out of all the bars around Basiliki because i would spent all my money. <laughs> you had to do it. You know, I learned that lesson. And yeah. I, a lot of that, a lot of it does come with it, but, and I think you need to accept, you're, you're foolish to accept if you, that you're that you never going to fail and you're never going to learn these lessons because you're going to learn them. And the sooner you do that, the more likely you are to to kind of take these risks. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, to anyone thinking of starting something or doing anything, I, I genuinely, I said this on the podcast I recorded last night as well, like there's, despite COVID and everything, there's never been a better time to do it. Just give it a go. You know, as long as you've got the money to lose... Just give it, give it a shot, see what happens. And if in a year you go, oh, well, like you said, Turtle Straws, like, as you said, Turtle Straws is ready to go the minute the bar is open. And I genuinely believe that the minute the bar is open, you're gonna be, you're gonna be back to where you were in January, 2019, within two months, you know? Cause yeah. everyone, you know, if anything, people talk about sustainability more now.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and this is where, this is where like, one of the things is that I've, again, I've said it loads I Like if you have an opportunity, if you if you have an opportunity and you have an idea but you're scared and uh, when it when it comes to starting your own starting your own gig then just then and don't put it off there's never a, there's never a better time my the, the thing that i think about having started Turtle straws age i was 26 when i started it and i yep. didn't really have anything to lose apart from apart, apart, apart from, from a bit of money a bit of money my dad started his own business aged 40 up, No, he was older, forty-two. Yeah, when he had three kids in in private school, white privilege. Um, <laughs> but, but three three kids in 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 paid for school, and a more and a mortgage. And and my mum didn't. I my mum did a little bit of social work back then, but she was working part time so that she could so that she could look after her, us my dad went and started his own started his own show then and and he and, and i think now he would he absolutely wouldn't um yeah wouldn't look back he like he he was like it's the best thing that i've ever done because it's all on it's all it's all on you so if you are if you think that you want set, to want to set something if you think you want to sell something on amazon bloody get in touch with me and i will i will point you in all the right directions yeah if you think that um that you if you think that I don't, I don't if you think you want to start a podcast doesn't, just, yeah, it doesn't matter anything. Just, just, you don't, know, I, just don't make it about mental
0: health. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <off. Stop laughs> with me. Um, yeah, no, it's, it is one of those things, you know, I say it a lot of the time, but you know, finding, finding something you're passionate about. And I know you should have something not tied to your career that you're passionate about, but fuck, if you can try and monetize it, then, then, <laughs> do, you know, if you, if you can, I mean, I'm you know, I'm still sort of trying to monetize the podcast, whether it's securing sponsors or, you know, through the, through the donations. And I mean, everyone. Everyone's been so generous, um, especially over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's kind of blown me away a little bit. I'm still, I still don't, don't, yeah, don't mate. Not only are people listening, but they're now actually giving me a bit of money for it to support it, which is unreal. Um, I, I think that if you can, if you can um, tie
1: your sort of career and your passion together, then I, 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 gen, I think that that, that advice is wrong. I, that one of the, one of the nuts things I, I watched one of them. Um, before Christmas, I watched one of James Smith's videos because he's obviously he does fitness. Yeah. But his actual business talk is incredible. And he talks about when he sold gas for Empower, door-to-door sales. Yeah. And he talked about how he hated it. And he was like, I sold gas for Empower, and then I had to hit the phones to recruit to recruit people for a recruitment company. And he was like, I had a number of people that I had to call. I had a number of sales that I had to make. And I fucking hit those targets. And he was like, you probably do that with your job too. If, you, if you're if you working for someone and you're working in a job that you don't like or you want to start your own thing, you probably hit all your targets because otherwise they'd have sacked you. But if you, can, if you can sell shit that you don't care about to people that you don't care about, then imagine yeah. how you can be at selling something that you do care about to people that you do care about yeah. it's, and that i think that that bit of advice i was like
0: yeah no he he is he is right and i think that's why you know i've i've had my my issues recently with you know certain you know people in the the mental health podcast space shall we who care far more about what chart position they're in than actually delivering content um, yeah. and you'd be one of the motivations behind it and you can see that they're not going to last the distance. It's not going to happen because there's no passion there. Yeah, just, they, I don't know whether they're jumping onto the trend that everyone's talking about mental health at the moment or whatever it is. And that's not me going, oh, I'm better than them because I'm not necessarily. Um, but, yeah, it's so important. But as well, something I wanted to touch on because, you know, our generation is so different to our, our sort of parents or older people as well. We've talked about this privately a lot. But I remember when I, when I quit my job, in september 2019 so before covid was even a thing anything september 2019 i quit my job had a fucking meltdown went out and saw you guys in in greece had a week of drinking beers brought my my mum with me (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah had had the best week ever it was epic and it really reset my brain um and then you know came back and then i remember chatting to someone older and and i was sort of saying i said like you know i what i really want to do is work as little as possible and earn as much as possible. And they like laughed in my face, like fucking shut, like shut me down. It was awkward when I saw them for the next few weeks, they fully shut me down and were like, that's stupid. That's not how life works. You know, all this stuff. And I was like, Ooh, and I was like, well, you know, it did kind of put me, I was like, fuck You know, maybe that is stupid. And I did feel a bit silly in this, but then I was like, actually, no, like, who, who the fuck says that isn't how life works? I wasn't put on this earth to work 40 hours a week and get paid just enough to be able to go on one holiday with my mates for a couple of weeks or with my girlfriend or whatever. I'm like I'm not I'm not here to do that. And that might sound selfish, but and there are ways now. I mean, we we both spent a few weeks out in Greece last year. We're planning on spending the majority of the summer there this year working. Like yeah, yeah. I think the work life balance is something that's completely changed, but and it, and it goes back to as well what you said at the start of the podcast about, um, a lot of people think they need a lot more to be happy than they actually do. Yeah, absolutely, absolute, yeah, absolutely. Like, and this is
1: where and this is where people get mixed up on it, what wealth is. So if yeah, you, definitely. if you are, when I worked and got paid three hundred and fifty pounds a month. And I looked after kids yeah. windsurfing every day uh, and drank beers with my mates in the e- evening and chased tail and stuff like that. I was so much more wealthy than some of my mates who were just driving to like sitting in an office in the, all day um, in, in London getting paid. Yeah, getting paid maybe a grand a month more than me. But, um, but what do they have left? What, what do they have left over at the end of it? A couple yeah. of a couple of boozy Saturdays and that and the other the other thing is of course like this this new the new way of working is going to be is going to be remote so people have got you have got so much more of an opportunity and so much more leverage with employers about where you can where you can work you can just be like you don't have to say like oh we're working working from home go to whatever like whatever's go wherever's permitting if you want to go this summer yeah
0: yeah I, I well, uh, yeah. Not, not even talk about this summer but just
1: just in even, general yeah in the in the future people aren't going to be going back people aren't going to want to go back to, if you like working from home people aren't going to want to go back to the office uh, yeah like we then,
0: we like you know we were there and i like you know i'd i'd get i mean greece is perfect the way it is obviously those that listen to the podcast know i'm a very very passionate windsurfer bruce you're not quite as passionate but you you're the same with snowboarding but like yeah. you know, I'd get up and if you're tactical, you know, as well, working from home and things like that, it's not an eight hour a day. No matter what people say, it's not like you can do eight hours of work in five hours. because right You on. don't have people at the water machine or in the in the in the staff room being like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? You don't do that. You get into a zone in your wherever you are. You put your headphones in, you <laughs> And you, you kind of bash that out. And whether you're that kind of person or not, you know, I'm procrastinator big time. But I'll spend half an hour just cruising Facebook and watching videos and all this stuff before before I actually sit down. But then usually two or three hours go by and I'm like, whoa, done loads. You yeah, got a yeah. autopilot, pilot, but you, you don't need to. So if you can be somewhere nice, you can have that work-life balance. But again, it's dependent on how... What what you define what you define wealth as? So to me, like uh, people talk about a lot about currencies, and currencies are different things. Sure, currency is money, but it's also time or health or you know fitness, whatever. You your your currencies are different. And for me, my my main currency is time. Like I want time to be able to because the sport I love and the thing I love doing most in the world is defined by conditions. So it's, it, it it doesn't work all the time. It's not like I can just go play football or go out on my skateboard and do it. Like, I need I need the wind to be working. I need the tides to be right. There's a lot of things. So I want to be able to be completely free at those points. And I will sacrifice potentially earning slightly less money to do that. You know? Yeah. I I just,
1: I generally think that, I was talking to, to Georgie about it the other day, actually. I, I think that... Um, the, the perception of wealth being money is just complete. It, people need to move to move away from it. And you know, and you'll everyone will know someone who earns loads of money, like earns bank. Yeah, yeah. Is but is always chasing loose ends. Like is always is all always like grip like trying to grab stuff, like struggling to pay pay for stuff. And you're like, mate, hey, what are you? What what's going? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. My turbo, my currency is probably lager with my like well, That's sitting, time. That's in, time. Yeah, yeah. You sitting know? in the sunshine with my with my with my friends. Why why meltdowns happen occasionally? Occasionally for me yeah. at, <laughs> at the moment. Um, I think that um, that yeah. I think you're I, I think you're right. And people just think oh, always chasing chasing a number, whereas actually, if you can have a job that you bloody love. With a great balance to, to life yeah then you can be and you get to spend time with your girlfriend or if you're if you're if you have a young or teenage family when i'm when i have a family i do not want to be and this, is why, and this is why i've done taking the risks that i've had in my mid to late 20s i've taken these risks because i want to be able to play rugby With my like, teach my kids how to play rugby and go and watch every single game that they play, or 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 take them take them snowboarding, or or teach them how to windsurf. Um, and I want to be and I want to be available for that. And like, and it's not, and that's not because I I know how hard my old man, my old man grafted when he like he he did a lot he did a lot for us. But it the the way of the world then wasn't that you could do this working. He just he had to do what what he he had to do, and it meant that he was. I remember him as a teenager, him being really tired, and I just like, I don't know, I, just, I would like something that I've had in my head for a long time is that I've been. It was super um, inspiring to watch him, to to watch him like work for himself and and do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, he was. But uh, but then the other thing I wanted to, want, want to achieve is not to not to um, try not to slate my dad like I'm, I sound like I'm about to slate my dad, but I'm not. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, you really don't you just don't want to burn yourself. Didn't miss rugby games and stuff, but he was. I just remember him being tired. Yeah, you just so don't want so yeah. to, Yeah, no,
0: I, I mean I'm just say my, my dad worked in London Monday to Friday when we lived in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, my back every weekend. So like I'm. Yeah, I'm very conscious of, like, that's that's not what I want to do. But, again, that requires long-term planning. And I, I'm not necessarily yeah, yeah. a long-term planner. I'm not thinking about that. But I'm trying to build towards that by thinking about the next year. So, for example, I'm, like, obviously we're in lockdown at the moment, so we're in a completely mad situation. But I'm, like, putting as much money away now so that in a couple of months, hopefully when we're allowed out, I can go mental. I'm basically, for the yeah for the rest of this year, as soon as we're allowed out, I don't want to... I don't want money to play into a point where I have to say no to anything. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to affect a decision. But again, that requires that certain mindset of, you know, not not scrolling Facebook at the moment and seeing an advert for every clothing company that you've looked at in the last three months and going, oh, I quite fancy a new jumper or oh, you know, a new pair of shorts or a new whatever, because it's that's e- that's easier to do than go no, actually, I'll keep this two or three hundred quid because I know in a few months' time I can be spending it on a plane ticket or yeah yeah getting in the sun with my friends you know i yeah
1: i yeah i had a, I had a moment of uh a moment of uh i was in my head i was like cost per use cost per use last night i dropped 100 quid on a toothbrush <laughs> wow <laughs> i was like my i i uh i've been chatting with one of my uh, you've got invisaligns at the moment don't you I've got smile smile direct club, yeah. Smile direct, yeah. I was chatting to people about teeth and stuff like that. And I was like, this is another thing. This this shows you the difference in mindset between sort of early twenties Bruce to uh you know,
0: know.
1: late twenties Bruce. I was like, I I was a fucking hanging 21 to 20, 20 twenty-three year old. I would be on it, I'd be overseas drinking lagers and just go to bed. Just not brushed. I reckon there's probably been a couple of weeks. I w- would say in my uh, not in a row. But like, <laughs> there's been a couple of weeks here and there in my early twenties where I did not fucking brush my teeth. And yeah. and uh, and, I, and then I was just th- and I was chatting about was chatting with Elliot about his his teeth and Georgie wants to wants to do the same th- do do the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, I've had work done on my teeth. I had work done on my teeth as a, as a youngster. Yeah. The underbite that got corrected. And then I just had crooked as hell mouth, which got corrected. And I was like, why am I not? This is a slight, ta- a slight ta- just talking about <laughs> random shit that I bought. But yeah, I just looked at it and I was like, cost per use. I was like, cost per use is
0: absolutely fine. It's fine. I can spend hundred quid on a toothbrush. Well, that's <laughs> the thing <laughs> though. It is, it is one of those useful things, isn't it? And I like, I'm, I'm fully in there as well. Like I, I agree with like, I think you I think it's really important to treat yourself. It's really important to make sure that you reward yourself because often a lot yeah. of people, when they get into a mindset of I'm saving money, I'm saving money, whether it's I'm saving for a house or I'm saving so that I can invest it into something or I'm saving it to go on a trip. A lot of the time people become very single-minded and they go, right, well, I can't buy myself anything. And you end up making yourself a bit miserable, um, especially at the moment when... Yeah, I imagine a lot everyone is saving money at the moment because they're not spending it on anything. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you can't buy it. to me there's no fucking point in you know buying loads of new clothes because it's not like we can go out at the moment. There's no point in doing this. But at the same time, I mean, I say there's no point in buying new clothes. I just bought myself a fresh pair of Hurley Phantoms. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, That's I mean, brilliant. they were on the sale. They were on the sale. They were only 33 pounds, which That's is a great deal. That's, That's, That's about it's swipe. Yeah. So fine. I was like, I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna do it. It's a pair of shorts, Holy Phantoms. For anyone in the not in water sports or surfing or anything, they're the best fucking pair of shorts in the world. Um, and I wanted, I've wanted a new pair for a while. And I was like, do you know what? I've had a, you know, I've had a good, luckily, you know, very again white privilege, but I've I've had a good couple of months. And I was like, do you know what? I can treat myself. I can easily afford to do this. But I still beat myself up for it. Yeah, like, yeah, I do that.
1: I do that as well. I, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that there are other I like, I've kind of reshaped my um, wardrobe somewhat recently, just on on Depop. Just very happy to to, 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 to yeah, well, to just get some, some cheap secondhand goods off people, and I, yeah. and I don't and I don't feel any shame any shame in that. I'm like, oh, people are so there. There are some dudes who just love clothes, and they're like, well, I'll get I'll get them, I'll wear them for a couple of nights out, and then I'll and sell let, them. Yeah, yeah. Throw them on, and I'm not I'm not like that, and I just, and I do think, yeah. There are things. It was. It goes back to what Elliot was. Elliot was saying earlier. He was like, sometimes he was like, and he. I think I'm pretty sure that he looks at it in blocks of like a thousand pounds. He's like, this a thousand pounds is for fun. This a thousand (laughs) pounds is for is for growing is for is for a new project venture that I'm going to turn. I'm going to I'm going to double and then obviously and then I look at certain. I would look at things and I'd be like this this. I'd probably be like
0: this five hundred pounds is for fun. Yeah. Just, well, I was gonna say you can you can apply that to any value. <laughs> you can say this yeah, yeah. this fifty quid is for me to go out with my mates at the weekend. This fifty quid is for me to pay for the electricity bill. This fifty quid is gonna to go towards my holiday in the summer. You yeah, know yeah. It, it doesn't need to be, fuck me, they're talking about this thousand pounds. I don't even have a thousand pounds. That doesn't matter. Do it with twenty quid, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be these intimidating numbers. You know, it's, it's not like that. And I'm aware that we're very much coming across as middle-class white boys, but it's,
1: I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I just, I just say a hundred or a thousand. No, no, no,
0: no. I think, I think, yeah, it it doesn't, as I said, the the, the message behind it is what's important, not the value that, that is, yeah. is being used. You know, whether it's, whether it's 50 quid, a hundred quid, a thousand pounds, 5,000 pounds, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's how you're using it. And if you can separate it up. And I think that's good. You know, I, I've gotten pretty. I'm not a maths person at all, but I'm. I mean, without you know, being offensive, but I'm. A, I'm a little bit autistic with my money. I'm like, right, I'm. I'm putting this much, and I, I, you know, guy, because I'm self-employed, I set my own invoices out, and I'm like, okay, so this invoice will go to my savings. This one will go to my money, but because it's lockdown, I'm going to try and keep this hundred pounds over into next month. Like, I kind of okay. do all these things in my head, and I often wonder if other people do it. And no, nah, mate, I'm a night. I like.
1: I know what and where i'm putting things and like i'll be like oh well, this is i'm going to spend this on this or i'm or i'm like i've got this, this is all tucked away and i'm not touching that for for ages but when it comes to like but i'm not that regimented in my sort of yeah day day-to-day, day-to-day spending and, and um and things like and things like that and i guess yeah i think um one of the things that w- the, the, the 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 like overall overarching umbrella of the of the whole thing is that if you're getting started in like a journey of Trying to trying to save more money and, and grow your put your money to work. Yeah, is it is. It's not. It's it. It's a slow. It's a slow and steady. Yeah, it's a definitely. small. It's, for for our favorite for our favorite t- phrase, it's a slow. It's a small sustainable. There we go. Um, it's yeah. It's a small sustainable process. It's not yeah. a. It's not. It's not. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds here and it's going to make me, and it's going to make him make me rich straight away. Yeah. Or it's I'm going to,
0: yeah, yeah. Or even, even, gonna, monthly, <laughs> even monthly, even yeah, monthly savings yeah. as well. Like I'm not going to put, I'm not going to right. I'll save a thousand pounds this month out of my 1500 pound salary. You know, it's like, that's, that's not sustainable. Yeah, you know? that's And
1: You can't have it. You, you need to still have a good time. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's one of the things and we've talked about it. We've talked about it just uh, you and I together before. And I just think that no, no matter what you're doing, if you, you can't, if you have seen everything that's been going on in the news with sort of stock markets and share prices of things and stuff, and you can't be like, well, I want to get involved and I'm going to put all and I'm going to save this this much every single. If you eat, if you, <coughs> if you're a hundred kilos like me and you only eat one meal a day, then you're going to be fucking hungry and you're going to be miserable and you're going to be yeah. there in the set. And 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 that goes that goes the same with your with with the money that you spend but then if you the other thing is that, I, that and this is something that I've definitely found is that if you know if you know that you're very comfy and very happy with earning 12 that like on this on a super like I don't know like I guess what what do I get, I get paid like minimum wage at the moment for this job that I'm doing yeah and I know especially with lockdown that I can very comfortably live off it yeah. And if I get paid a little bit more, then I can still very comfortably and very ha- I can maybe allocate another twenty quid here or there. Yeah. But, but, you but then you then you suddenly if you if you increase from earning seventy quid a day to sixty quid a day, three of those days you can be like, right, that extra thirty quid is going on another night out with or, or going on a dinner with with my girlfriend or something. But then you can allocate that other that other money. You're like, oh, I don't bloody need it and and yeah. save it. I don't know if that makes, if that makes no,
0: but, sense. well, Basically what I guess from, from what you're trying to say, and this is something we we've talked about a lot is you don't just because your pay, say, you know, you get a promotion at work or, you know, like me, I'm self-employed say I get a new client or, or whatever, just because your pay increases or is it yeah, yeah. doesn't mean your, your lifestyle doesn't need to adjust. And that's, that's been the big thing for me is I've kept my, I keep my lifestyle very consistent. Um, and obviously, yeah, there'll be certain months where I splash out. You know, for example, December, I spent loads of money because it's Christmas, and you yeah, do yeah. even this year. Or July and August, usually I spend loads of money because you try and have fun in the summer with your mates. But generally, you stay fairly consistent, regardless of, you know. And and for me, being self-employed, especially at the moment, my pay is very up and down. I'll have one month where I barely earn anything, and then I will have another month where stonks, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and. Yeah. and but it's. But uh, I mean, I you know to put last summer in perspective. So uh, you know, full full disclosure. Last summer, I was doing very very well. I was doing the. I was earning more the mo- more money than I've ever earned in my entire life, and business was doing very very well. But my lifestyle didn't hasn't adjusted to to now or or the subsequent few months after that, where everything just fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not you weren't going, you weren't just blowing it all.
1: No, Sammy. not at all. Not at all. I need to go and do a wee quickly yeah um, yeah you go yeah i'll pause it we'll just put pause, yeah pause it pause. yeah let's just let just say uh,
0: and we're back in and we're back in sorry guys we need to go for a break uh bruce needs pop for a wee and i actually did as well and we got another beer as well it's nice i have not don't really tend to have breaks anymore i used to have them quite a lot in the live podcast but because i think I mean, yeah. oh really? yeah both drinking high grade lager this evening high grade lager Yeah, well, you're an australia i've got peroni oh peroni mm. Peroni's good, but it's dangerous, mate. 5.1%. That you, you have two or three of these when I, I am by no means a trained, a trained lager boy anymore. So let's <laughs> go straight to your noodle. Yeah. Um also, funnily enough, me and Bruce have completely forgotten where we were before. Um, but that's no no dramas anyway. We're we're kind of coming towards the conclusion of this anyway. But I think one of the main one of the main sort of takeaways from this, or the big thing that I want people to take away from it, and I've I've shared quite a bit about it recently. In fact, let me. I'm just going to get my phone up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Joe Rogan here and go on my phone while I'm doing a podcast. But there was a, a quote that I posted uh, the other day. Um, I, I, oh, it was actually James Smith, who Heidi now calls my boyfriend. But me and me and Bruce were are long long term subscribers of James Smith and the way he does things. Um, I think he's <clears throat> I think he's a good egg. I think he's he knows what he's doing, obviously, but. He, in one of his daily emails, he was like, there's, he posted this quote from a book saying, there's nothing more idiotic than slogging away at a job that earns you lots of money, but brings you no joy, especially if you're investing that money in items rather than experiences. So for, for like, if I'm perfectly honest, I think the second part, like I do agree with that. I think experiences generally, you're going to feel better about it. It's the things that you're going to tell people about, but I think items also bring you happiness. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited for my new pair of shorts to arrive. I know they're going to bring me a lot of happiness, uh, especially in the summer when I can wear them rather than right now when it's snowing. But I I do think items do bring you happiness, but you know, long-term I think experiences do have a longer lasting effect um, on it, you know? Um, But it's more the, it's more the first bit about that. And I don't want to call anyone an idiot, but it goes back to what we were saying about wealth. Like you could be, working in a coffee shop in Newquay and working the late shift, the afternoon shift in a coffee shop and surfing every morning down in Cornwall. And you could be happy and you could raise, you know, raise family, whatever. And you could do that. And there's people. Well, actually, that's a silly example. I'll use an example I'm familiar with. So uh, me and Bruce both worked out in out in Greece for years doing seasons. Uh, Bruce, you were a nanny, weren't you? A manny? I was a nanny. A manny. You're a manny. Uh, I was a windsurfing instructor, but, you know, same, basically similar kind of job. You're paid to make sure people have a good time. You don't get paid very well for it. It's a very known fact that you don't get paid very well for it, but you have a very nice time. And we'd get guests coming out, like, you know, full disclosure, these holidays are expensive holidays. You've got to generally the the clients coming out would usually be of a certain, a certain level of, um, of, you know, finance, shall we say, you know, usually it's basically, usually middle-class people. Middle, middle to upper middle class people. Um, you know, it's it's an it's an expensive holiday to do. The
1: sort of holiday that if you're going to take your family of five, if you're a if you're a if you're a breadwinner for a family, you're taking a family of five, three kids and and the wife or the husband, depending on who you are. You're looking uh,
0: at you're looking at ten grand at least. You're dropping ten grand on holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're looking at you're looking at five five figures for a holiday. So it's by no means a cheap holiday. So you get these people that come out that obviously do very well for themselves you know, and you get to know them as well. Usually they're pretty cool and you get to know what they do and they are very successful people. I know quite a lot of them personally, but yet some of them I'd speak to and they'd be like, all I want to do is be what you're doing. Like you, you're, you're smashing it. It's so thick. You know, you guys must have so much fun. And yeah, of course, you know, you get to a certain point, these guys, mainly men that have probably spoken to me and they're in the forties, fifties, you know, they're probably yearning for their youth a little bit. So that probably pays a part into it. But also they're like, I don't know. Some of them I spoke to, I didn't get that vibe. I got the vibe that like, they generally just were like, you live in Greece in the sun with your mates. You get to sit and drink beers. You go windsurfing so much. You've got so good at this sport that I love doing. You put your time into that. They're like, I. W- a lot of them are like, I wish I'd done this when I was younger and all this. And I, I think that's, that's one of the biggest eye openers. And that's a big thing that I've taken away from doing seasons of like, I never want to be that guy. Cause for sure. When in 10 years time, whatever, when I've got kids, you know, and a family and stuff and we go on a club bass holiday, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guest talking to the, you know, 20 something instructors being like, Oh, I wish, I wish I could do what you guys did. Or I wish I'd taken some years out to do that. I wish I'd done that. Like I, that's the, that's not how i want to live that's not what i want to do you know yeah it's it's such a I, and again i think that's going to completely change especially with covid it's going to be a huge catalyst it's going to be a lot more people working remotely a lot more people doing different things um but it's it's just a it's just a way of working that i i don't really i don't really want to do and as i said a lot of people will sack i think unfortunately, there's always going to be a toss up, you know, you can earn a little bit less money, but you'll have more freedom to go and do it. But again, it's not black and white, if you can find that happy medium, and I'm, you know, pretty, I'm pretty open about it. And I'll say I I feel like I'm starting to find that happy medium for me. And for me, that happy medium is I can earn enough to go and do I want and enjoy myself. But I also have the time to you know go and see my friends go and spend you know if i want to go up and visit my mom i don't have to try and book a week off work i also i'm not so busy that i can't do it um and also if i want to go windsurfing when it's windy i'm not oh sorry i've got meetings i've got this i've got that because i'm like no i can go windsurfing
1: yeah, yeah. I, that i think annette for anyone if anyone is is anyone listening who's teetering on the edge of wanting to start your own business there is nothing better. Than not setting alarms, and there's nothing better. Yeah, than- I don't than, remember the last
0: alarm I set.
1: Yeah, I, I set them. I set them from time to time now because I am. I mean, I tend to. Wait you're, a,
0: you're a late. You're a much later man than me, though, aren't you? You could sleep. I'm. I'm. A, I'm yeah, a, yeah. I've always been an early bird. I'm. Yeah. I'm quite. Yeah. Happy. But,
1: yeah. but there's nothing. There's nothing better than not having to set a having to set an alarm, and there's nothing better than wanting to than wanting to do something that. Well, there's nothing better than what than your mates being in the WhatsApp group talking about like, oh, well, I'm going to have to book holiday off for this. And you're like, what the bloody hell are you talking about? Yeah. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and I don't know. And I generally, I, like, if you have, picking off your own business doesn't have to be, isn't the answer to, to the, might not be the answer, but, it, but it, it could it could be. For me, it's been, for me, and I think for Sandy, it's been it's been really, really bloody good. Yeah. But you couldn't, and I think what I've, one of the things that I've repeatedly said, and I'll say again is that I think if you're smart and you're not looking for these for these moonshot gate like landing on the moon kind of games you can you can put your money in sensible places and 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 put it and and, and have it work for you so that uh, yeah and you don't have to ex- and you with as long as you're not expecting anything mental if you yeah. have Put so if you put if you to, to, give, to give an idea of like compound interest and stuff like that, as a, as a last real st- uh, like nerdy bit of financial chat, if you put a thousand pounds away and earn 10% on that thousand pounds
0: for 10 years,
1: 30 years or 10, yeah, ten yeah, yeah. years, there is a it's 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 a lot, it, 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 it's it exponential, will be, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, eventually it is. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I did, I ran some. I ran some models on some, I mean, last year was mad in terms of, in terms of certain, th- in terms of certain things, but yeah, it, you would, I think, um, if you earn 10% on, on a grant, on a grand over, over 30 years, then it would be, it would be closer to 10 grand than you would think, Yeah. but by in that, in that time you're like, oh, I'm only earning this, I'm only earning this, this, this small amount, this small amount on it. Um, but I also think that you need to have something to, re- to really concentrate on. If you, if you look at your, if you're doing, if that's the route that you choose to go down, it's not particularly fulfilling. Um, you're not, yeah, it's great if you're like, oh, i have invested in something and it's gone up, and it's gone up and it's gone up. But this, this is all in shit that's floating around in the air. You need to have something that you're passionate and driven to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dri- driven in as well as well.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: I think one of the best, one of the coolest things that I actually heard. I, I watched a story about about the the king of the podcast, Joe Rogan, Rogan, and he very openly said, "I do not live an exuberant lifestyle. I don't live crazy. Yeah. I did Fear Factor. He did Fear Factor from nineteen ninety nine till two thousand and four, which paid him good good money. Yeah. So he finished." And he was like, "Well, I'm not going to live crazily."
0: Well, he he also I I think I may have seen something as well. He in things I've seen, I I've, I anyone, yeah, I fucking love Joe Rogan. I think he's an absolute okay. man. But he um, what he said about Fear Factor as well, he was like, when Fear Factor was going on and when it was finishing, he was like, "I now no longer ever need to worry about money again."
1: Yeah, he said he, that's basically what he said. He's like, "I don't live this this I don't live a crazy lifestyle." I live very like not normally, so I don't think enjoys he enjoys the
0: stuff he enjoys. The stuff he enjoys, you know, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I
1: enjoy the stuff. That I... So then, that freed him up to go and do the podcast, which is now obviously what it is. Yeah, whatever it. Whatever. <laughs> but again,
0: he didn't. Uh, I think a big lesson to take away as well from someone like Rogan, and he talks about it a lot, is he didn't start the podcast with the intention of it becoming what it is now. He didn't yeah. start it. He didn't start it going. Oh yeah, and and as well, everyone you know, whatever people talk about Rogan, he started that podcast in fucking 2010. What have you done in in the time in 2010 to now? What's what what have you done? Because what he's done is done nearly 2,000 episodes of a podcast. So nice. it's not again. That goes back to what you're saying of or what we're saying of. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But the big thing to take away from from Joe Rogan that I I kind of try and instill in my life as well is that. He didn't start it going. This is going to make me a hundred million one day. He didn't start it thinking that. He started it going. I just want to fucking talk to people. I can see you want to talk. Go 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 go.
1: No, yeah, we talked about this the other day. It's it's whatever you're doing and whatever financials are flying around in the in the in the air around around all of our heads. Whatever you are starting to do, and we talked about this. It's all about. If you're if you're kicking off if you are kicking off something like your own sort of personal venture, you should be doing it because you really bloody you want to do it. it yeah. Because you fucking love it, not because you think, Oh, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna be a millionaire.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's you know, I've I've got a quote written on the notes at the bottom, where well, it's not necessarily a quote, but it's just a, a sentence and just don't don't let a number govern your happiness. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and again, it's so easy to say that. It's so easy to say that, but don't let a number govern your happiness. And one of the things that I take away from, from Joe Rogan, especially because I'm in, you know, I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm in the same game, but, you know, I do. I talk to people with a microphone and record it and I ask people to listen to it, just like he does, you know. Sure. But um, because I'm in that, I obviously take a lot of inspiration from him. And, and I very much have always said from the beginning, I'm I'm not in this for the, or I'm in this for the outcome, not the income. You know, yeah, I'm very fortunate, as I, you know, said to Bruce off off thing. I, I do have a donation thing. And in the last week, uh, quite a lot of people have donated. And I was like, fuck me. If if this many people donated, people donated this much money every week, I'd be on, on course to begin at least starting to to earn a slight living off this, which is unbelievable. Um But I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because one. I'm really passionate about trying to encourage people to just talk about shit. But two, I really enjoy doing it. I'm having a lot of fun right now, drinking beer and just talking. Of course, there's a slight purpose, but talking with a purpose um, about about yeah. things, about things that are interesting. Um, I'm, I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it. You do Turtle Straws, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, it's your business and you're making money from it, sure. But also because you're wildly passionate about, about sustainability, about trying to stop especially stop all these dickheads who claim for things to be sustainable when they're not, that's, you're, you know, that's
1: been the main thing recently is really, really enjoying trying to just firing a few shots here and there. Yeah. People who are, are trying to hustle stuff that trying to sell stuff to people when, when actually it's not a good outcome for, for anyone, but it's very easy. Yeah. I don't know. We've talked about, it. we've talked about it on the pod before. It's very easy to, um, to be like, oh, we'll just swap everything for paper, but actually.
0: Yeah, that's another, that's another, another conversation.
1: Another Should we just do, I just wanted to know, I want to know what your thoughts are about on this, what I call the millennial, have you heard me talk about the millennial status quo before?
0: Uh, no.
1: So, and this is, and I think it's it's a good thing to talk about and to just maybe close. go. Yeah,
0: no, I fucking, this is, some, this is the one thing as a podcast host that's different is that, I'm always posing questions. So anytime someone's like can I bring something up? I'm like fuck fuck yeah mate, do no. it.
1: Yeah. So the millennial status quo in my head is this idea that as a as someone who was born between I, I guess probably more 90s kids.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're like we're in the last two or three we're in the oldest two I think millennials are like 89
1: to 90, no, 90 80, 80, 80 to 96 but that what I call
0: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ian is
1: a Ian is also a millennial. Our, our right. friend Ian, who's ten years older than me,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> also a legend though. Um, yeah. The millennial status quo is this idea that you have to have a mortgage and a partner and a dog, and if you've hit that before you're thirty, then you've then you've won, yeah, you've won. And I think that, um, and I think, and that that obviously can that can really kind of play on people's minds a bit. Oh, mate, yeah. And, and it's there's just such this huge expectation that you should be saving to be able to pay a deposit on a house and you should have a partner and you should do and and you should and have a dog or whatever it is yeah
0: and get divorced 15 years later yeah and
1: I just think that um <laughs> and obviously the mortgage part of it really really comes into this into this sort of whole whole subject about money and and finance and stuff like yeah
0: that. it depends on what you want to do like I I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards a mortgage a lot more than you are. I know, I know you're, you're really anti it. I'm in my brain. I'm like, I, to the point where I was even looking at buying a property in Scotland last month. Um, but I'm now, I'm like, it's one of those things. I know I'm going to do it eventually. I know that I will buy a house and live in it and get a dog and all that stuff. I know <laughs> it's going to happen, but I don't even, I don't even want it to happen. It, and COVID has, COVID has um, delayed all this as well. But in my head, I was like, I don't want to buy a house, all that stuff until I'm like 35. I was like, I want to be, I've got so much other shit that I want to do before I buy a, you know, some buy a pile of bricks, (laughs) you know, that the bank owns, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I know it's very easy. Oh, well, well, you could buy it and rent it out and all that stuff. Like that is a time consuming ache.
1: You know yeah. and and, and, I, and i think that yeah it, it is and then also, and then you are and then you buy if you buy something and you rent it out then you're basically buying a house to then ping a bunch of strangers in into is is something that you that you need for them to, to,
0: for them to trash you know
1: yeah in my head i don't know from from list from me talking about money and stuff today you probably would have realized that i think in i think in percentages quite quite a lot so i just look at i just look at my i get sh- i get hassle from my not from my dad, but from my mum. She's like, "Oh, are you gonna buy a house? Are you gonna do this?" And I don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. throw my mum under the bus. But I think also when she was my age, it was very easy to go out. Well, right, it was different.
0: Around. Yeah, we 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 both already have houses by now. If we were in our around our parents, you know, my parents yeah. were on like my parents were on house number three by the time they had me, and my mum was my mum was twenty nine. So the age I am now, when they had me,
1: they were on. Yeah, like, yeah, my mum was twenty nine when they had me, and I think she'd had a couple. She had a couple, and they and were on think, house two. Yeah. I think I remember, and this is something for people to think about. My one of our good friends, Norb. Um, I sat there at lunch with him once in Greece, summer and summer in Greece, as as we may have mentioned. Yeah. Dead. His dad, his dad was giving him shit for not having a hat and not being close to getting a mortgage, and he just went, "Dad, how much did you earn in your first? Yeah, when you it. left uni, and his dad just goes, oh. "He's from like." midlands well oh, i don't know uh probably probably 30 grand a year which is very even,
0: well, nowadays. even now even now that's a hefty that's above average salary yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and he was like oh, oh probably 30 grand 30 grand a year and Norb just goes
0: right how
1: much do you spend on your first house yeah yeah and his dad just goes 40 grand yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. yeah imagine that that is insane like now you know where I mean. I know I'm being picky, but even even for example, up in Scotland where I grew up, it's so cheap. Like my three best friends growing up at school all now own houses up there. But it's like you pay they're they're paying 115, 120 grand for a house, which yeah. is out, outrageous. That's so cheap, you know. And yeah, even that even that is still like a fucking shitload of money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's 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 one of those things. I think it it depends. It comes down to personal preference. It comes down to what you want to do. But I do agree. I think there is such a stigma on it, and you do almost have this thing of like, you know, say you go go home at you know Christmas this year or whatever, and you see all the people that you went to school with, and they all own houses and all this, and they're like, oh, have you got a house? And you're like, no. There will be a thing of them like, oh, why don't they own a house yet? Why no. haven't oh, you got a house? And it's like, and I I just generally think that I think if you're if
1: you're totting up starting your own business but start buying a house or going and do, traveling do the house do the house last yeah because the what, the what game the personal game that you can do from going and doing all these other things is way better than buying a house that costs that will then will then cost you money to run every single year it will cost you in mortgage yeah. cost you in in bloody <laughs> council tax and, and in
0: um I think just get to a point and everyone I think what hopefully what people are learning is that everyone everyone does do it differently you don't need this state like you said this millennial status quo is bullshit you don't need to have a house by the time you're 30 years old to be defined as successful like I'm you know you're 30 this year I'm 30 in August like I fully intend on spending my 30th in August in in a house that I've rented for the night that I probably shouldn't be shouldn't be affording like getting extremely drunk as if I'm 21 again, like, and I don't intend on changing that just because I've turned 30, like yeah. it's a number. And I don't, And don't get me wrong. As I said, I'm leaning more towards it. I do genuinely believe that in the next five years, I probably will buy a house, whether I live in it straight away or what I do, but I've got a, a few other things on the box to take before I buy the house, you know, okay. um, oh. I think it's, yeah, I think it's one of those things and this is no, no shit to people who do Buy a house or or whatever you know things
1: like that. Yeah, we've said it over and over again. What we're just talking, I think we're just here talking about how we how we see it and what we what we do and some of the tips and tricks that we've got for anyone who just feels feels completely lost. And it's not you should do this, you should buy a house, you should not, but you should not, you should start a, like all of these things like bloody yeah. Nexo Bitcoin. All of this sort of stuff is just. It's just all ideas and all sort, and, it, and it's just like you said, like you always say, the after-hour lounge is a platform for for chaps to talk. It's
0: chaps. just yeah, literally,
1: it's just to raise a conversation. That's that's yeah, it. Yeah, And I and I think that and I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people being like, you should do this and you should do that and you should feel this way and oh and imagine you know when you you've talked to people before and it's been like and they're like never really had never really had any mental health issues and, and imagine how that might make. Like, I don't know, you just got to, and you're like, I don't know, like, I mean, I've suffered from, I've had anxiety and stuff before, and you, and, and you, you've been very open about how you felt in the past. Yeah. And you feel someone, you make someone feel shit, because they've never had any, they've never had to think about their mental health. They've always been, they've always been fine. And I think that goes the same so that you might just be like, fuck it, I don't care about it. I don't care about money because I'm twenty one and I'm having a, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I do yeah.
0: I think that's, that's absolutely fine. Don't let don't let a number govern your happiness. Yeah. Well, that's the that's yeah, the best the best way to finish up really is don't yeah. don't let a number govern your happiness. But last last sort of question, and this is you know, I always ask a bit of fun, but I'm, I'm I've I've literally just come up with this, it'll be topical. Um but what is what is the silliest thing you've ever spent a shitload of money on?
1: like the most money i ever spent and sit, like this is silly is i was at prey i was absolutely shit faced yeah i got a text from my dad who just went he just went amazon have just the price for amazon has just dipped loads on this opening on this opening day yeah so, so i spent 6 grand in the middle of APRE on on amazon shares <laughs> That's yeah.
0: But again, uh, that's, that's not too, that's not too extreme. That's a, that's a reasonable, I
1: don't think I've ever spent more than, I don't think I've ever spent more than, um, more than that. And then, and then, yeah, there's the story of when I bought a million, bought a million straws and Barney let, let me, let me quite, quite a considerable chunk of the money to, to do that. They're
0: all, yeah, they're all, they're all very respectable things and that's all, that's all, you know, that's, that's things to, things to benefit your life. That's, that's good, mate. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sandy? Oh dude, I don't know. I'm like now that you said that, I'm I'm not really as I said, I'm I'm not a I'm not a stock, I'm not a trading man. It's pro- probably just like spending a disgusting amount of money on booze on a night out or something.
1: Oh, I mean if you wanna go if you wanna go the opposite I was going sense. I was going semi sensible. Oh no, I
0: wasn't saying sensible. I wanted I wanted the stupidest thing you spent, like, you know, to the point where you're like, Why on earth did I do that? Oh. I remember when When i was working in australia i spent near on 200 dollars on a pair of shorts once and everyone thought i was mad but they lasted me for about four years so i guess that's not that silly but for me probably booze like just a silly amount of money on a night out before I,
1: i went to um i went to london to watch england play the all blacks with my mates like really early for the world cup last year yeah not like in 2019 and the lights.
0: this is all this is all just one fucking year what's going yeah. on <laughs> so I went to <laughs> go and watch England England the All Blacks
1: World Cup 2019 I got there for the kickoff at 8am so I must have left the UK I got back home the next morning at at midday and I was 200 quid down and I don't know where it all went
0: <laughs> yeah London London has a thing with that we had like a Club Vast reunion so loads of people who used to I used to wear with the Club Vast now live in London so we did that at the end of 2019 December it was so much fun and I spent yeah 140, 150 quid, and I'm like, I got nothing to show for this. Yeah, it. Yeah. I don't even have don't even have an item. Like the
1: thing is, if you if you spend silly money on bloody shares or a pair of shorts or something or you should got something there, you yeah. You should got you got something. I admit I literally went and and I, I went out there and just spent it all on,
0: on Sesh. Yeah, uh, that that's that's the most that's but at the same time like when i think about it now like that's the memory and i'm like no that regret- was oh no re- no
1: regrets
0: yeah there's a johnny drama like great great fucking night great fucking night. <laughs> yeah victory yeah exactly it's a complete victory it's epic um yeah cool well guys thank you so much if you got to this point uh for listening to our waffle um as i said we are gonna try and do one of these every month um talking about certain subjects i'll probably do a thing on the instagram of, of thinking what the next subject could be um you know get you guys to su- suggest as i said this one was suggested by a, a listener as well talking about money um, um yeah thank you so much to bruce for uh for coming on as i said you're going to be now a regular contributor as i said you know where it's just good to it's kind of good to just talk to a friend at the moment as yeah, well for a couple
1: of hours i feel I, I said as I came on I was feeling shit and I I feel bloody great now. So yeah, I do
0: as well. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna probably drink well and as I said I don't know we're, we're let us say half past seven for live tonight because I need to go make dinner but we're, we're doing a, oh we're doing a live as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we're meant to be doing a live yeah so we'll we'll, go, we'll we'll do half seven instead of seven because yeah we're at six six p.m. now I know this means nothing to anyone listening but. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. As I said, this is an extra, extra bit on top of the podcast. If you are enjoying it, please let me know. Um, and yeah, if you've got any suggestions for any other subjects, um, but stay tuned. If you want to um, support the podcast, you can give me a follow on at the After Hours Lounge. As I said, I'd never push you guys donating, but if you want to, you can go to the link in my bio uh, and you can buy me a beer there. Uh, but even just following me, giving it a share, liking, subscribing, leaving a review, all that stuff, Um is support enough, uh, it means it means the most. Bruce, where can we find you? So you can find me at at turtle.straws on yep. Instagram. Um, That's it, really? Anyone,
1: yeah, I guess that I know anyone who has liked our chat about going over, working overseas, if you look at uh, at Global Season Air Network. Of course, Instagram. yeah. Sorry, you, you're, you're
0: involved in the new venture. Sorry, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I've got, I managed to sneak up on that one. And anyone who, anyone who has any questions about starting their own business or anything like that, bloody get send me a message on on um on instagram and I, I will i will help in any way that i can definitely
0: cool all right then guys i uh, hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you for the next one